If you find yourself bloated, gassy, not able to digest foods properly, this is the episode for you. Today we are talking about five ways we sabotage our gut health. All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey everybody, welcome. Today we're talking about five ways that we often sabotage our gut health without even knowing it. Now before we get started, I want to kind of give a little bit of an understanding on our gut health. I often hear a lot of times, well, I used to be able to eat that when I was 20. Well, if you're 50 and you can't eat what you're 20, It is not a surprise because just like everything else in our body ages, so does our digestive system. I once had um, a professor tell me that our gut health, just as we are aging, just starts kind of dying off and it's almost kind of like the cycle of life. But one of the things we want to do is optimize our gut health. Now, when we were 20, we didn't really have to worry about gut health. We had this amazing digestive system probably pretty high in stomach acid and could basically break down anything. But as we get older, that stomach acid kind of reduces a little bit. We have maybe had years of abusing our digestive system that is now catching up to us. So we are naturally not able to digest what we used to now like we used to back then. And that's not really the expectation We probably won't get our digestive system back to when we were 20, but we really want to support our digestive system so at the age we are at now, it can optimally function. And that's really what we're talking about ways today, how we can really improve our digestive system so it can optimally function and we don't have all the bloating, the gas, you know, all the digestive issues so many of us are kind of plagued with. And a lot of these tips are simple and everybody can do it. The first one we want to talk about is dehydration. Listen, every week I tell you to remember to eat your effing veggies. And honestly, it really needs to be eat your effing veggies and drink your effing water. Because these are really the two biggest things when it comes to nutrition and food wise that we can be doing to better our body. And water is one of them. So many of us are dehydrated. And a quick way to look at this is go get a mirror, stick your tongue out. If you are seeing cracks in your tongue, you are not properly hydrated. Our tongues should be, you know, nice and moist and pink, not dark and red and cracked. That's not enough water. So we really want to be making sure we're getting enough water in. Now, how much water? Well, it really depends on the person. I generally tell everybody, unless you have a medical diagnosis and the doctor has told you a different amount, I will generally recommend half your body weight in ounces. So if you're a 200 pound person, you want 100 ounces of water. And I know for some of you that seems like a lot, but as you start drinking, and I'm not saying start from like 20 ounces of water one day and try to jump up to that 100 ounces of water, do not do that. But gradually over a week, increase your water to at the end of the week, you're at the proper amounts. But you will see as you start drinking water, your body will start craving more water. It becomes easier to drink the water once you start drinking the water. But it's so important when we're talking about our gut health. If our bodies are not properly hydrated, our bodies are not moving optimally. Our body's not able to digest. It's not able to eliminate because 
our bodies use the water that we are feeding it to help with the cleansing and the elimination cycle. So if you're not bringing water in, you're not cleansing, you're not eliminating properly, you probably maybe struggle going to the bathroom. And all of this is lack of water. It's simple. Drink your effing water. And you know what? If there's a couple tips I have, I have one tip that I call it the rubber band tip. And this is really taking um, any kind of bottle that you enjoy drinking out of, understanding how many times you need to fill that bottle up throughout the day. And I want you to get that many rubber bands. So if you have a bottle and you need to fill it up four times, get four rubber bands. And you're going to put those rubber bands around your bottle. Every time you fill up the bottle, you're going to take the rubber band off. This way, you know exactly how many times you still need to fill that bottle up. Because I know so many times I forget how many times. Is that my third? Is it my second? I don't remember how many times I filled it up. There's a lot more going on in the day than worrying about how many times I filled up my effing water bottle. That's where the rubber band comes in. I know every time I fill it up, I take the rubber band off. The second option is kind of the pint option. And really that is understanding how many pints of water you need to drink throughout the day and make a schedule. Let's say I need a pint at seven, a pint at nine, a pint at 11, a pint at two, and a pint at four. That way I am getting all my pints of water in and you can actually schedule, you know, uh, calendar entries or calendar reminders. And you know, you can even say, okay, Google remind me at such and such time to drink my water. You can have these kinds of things. And these are two methods that really don't take much and can easily be implemented throughout the day to drink your effing water. The next one we have is talking about food reactivity. So many of us, and if you've ever listened to the podcast and you listen to any of the episodes with Lynn Janae Recitas, we talk about chemistry versus calories and how food chemistry drastically affects everybody. And one of the things, her research, she has found that some of the most quote unquote healthiest foods are reactive to the most amount of clients. Things like Greek yogurt, turkey, strawberries, asparagus. These are things that are highly reactive And in the health community, we should be eating. So it's important to understand what foods make you reactive. Now, if you want to know what foods make you reactive, Lynn Janae has written amazing books. She has amazing groups. You can hire a health coach to work with you. But one of the things that we can simply do is get a food journal and journal what you start not feeling good eating. Because generally, if we're having a physical type reaction, that's going to happen within 30 minutes. However, not all the time is it always physical. Sometimes it's gut. You might eat that turkey sandwich and realize afterwards, you know what? I get tired or my gut kind of feels bloated after that. If you feel something and you don't feel good after, maybe it's even the next day, maybe you wake up and you're like, why is my eyes so puffy? It could be the food. And the simplest way of knowing that is either going through her plan or simply just journaling your foods. And when you journal your foods, add in your mood. Because one of the things, when we have reactions to food, our blood sugar increases, which affects our mood. One of the other things we have is lack of sleep. If you are not getting seven to nine hours of sleep a night, you are not sleeping enough, period. You know, Matthew Walker in his book, Why We Sleep, they did a study on how many people could actually sleep less than seven hours a night and still function 
appropriately and the number was zero. Now that is not to say that there is somebody out there that can sleep less than seven hours a night and still optimally function. There probably is, but their studies have not shown it. So the chance of you being able to sleep four hours, five hours, six hours and be able to optimally function is probably not true. So what is one thing we can do? Well, we can go back to Lynn Janae's plan because she goes through that in the plan or we can get ourselves a journal and start journaling when we sleep six hours. How do we do during the day? When we sleep seven hours, how do we do during the day? When we sleep eight hours, you see where this is going and understand how our bodies function. A lot of us already have these smartwatches. Your smartwatches can track your sleep. If you find yourself sleeping eight hours and are more productive during the day, then probably eight hours is where you need to be. I know for me personally, I need to be more at the eight, nine hour mark because anything less than that, I can get by on seven, but I'm not as optimal as if I'm getting eight and a half, nine hours of sleep. So sleep is really important. And you know, one of the things when it comes to sleep and digestion, is really we focus on that cleansing system. You know, our bodies need that downtime when we're sleeping. Let, for example, let's say you're working in an office and you're working late. Everybody's gone for the day and the cleaning lady is coming by, but you are still in your office. That cleaning lady is going to skip your office because you're still in it. She's not gonna vacuum your office. She's not gonna empty your trash. So in the morning when you come back in, your, vac- your office is still not vacuumed and your trash is still not emptied. And that's exactly how our digestive system works. If we are not sleeping at appropriate times, our system is not given the time to fully cleanse our system. So that food that you ate yesterday fully hasn't moved through yet. And now you're putting more food on top of it. You're probably feeling bloated. You know, your pants are a little bit tighter. Your fingers might be a little bit more swollen because you have had all this food that hasn't been properly digested. And if you do this day after day, guess what happens? We start having issues. And then we start having elimination issues. Maybe we're constipated. Maybe we're having diarrhea. There is so many other things that happen. And if we just go to sleep, you are more likely to have a good elimination in the morning and not feel as bloated and gassy. You know, we all know probiotics are good, but there's the other side of the probiotics. And this is one of the other things that are sabotaging our health that we don't even realize. Probiotics the last couple years have been very trendy. Whether we're eating kimchi, we're drinking kombucha, we're eating all kinds of fancy probiotic yogurts. Everything is probiotic. Most of the stuff you go through the store, I even picked up orange juice the other day that said with probiotics. We are overloading ourselves with probiotics. Like I said, probiotics are really good when you need them. But if we're taking probiotics day after day and consistently adding in more probiotics, it's really messing up our gut flora. We want good microbiome from the foods we eat from the vegetables, from the fruits, the grains. We want all of that to work in building our microbiome. We use a probiotic as needed, but we shouldn't be building our gut microbiome off of a probiotic. Because even if you have one that has 10 billion, we are still not getting the amount, the variety we would if we were 
eating a proper diet of fruits, vegetables, greens, and things like that. So probiotics are good. Too many probiotics are not. And then it starts affecting our system. And there's actually bacterial strains that will actually boost yeast contents. So again, we can be putting the wrong bacterias in and having the wrong things going on that could be affecting our digestive system. Listen, I like a good probiotic. I think probiotics are really important. I don't think they're important for every day. And I think they need to be used on an as needed basis. The days that you need the additional digestive support, take the probiotic. And the last one we want to talk about is chewing your food. So many of us are eating because we're in a rush, whether we're on a 15-minute lunch break or we're literally running from hospital bed to hospital bed because I know I have a lot of nurses listening. They are constantly running around and you don't have time to chew food. That's part of the problem because digestion of our food begins in our mouth. So if you are just quickly doing a couple chomps and swallowing, we are not giving our body the digestive support it needs and allowing our food and our saliva to start breaking down the food that we're chewing. I know some of you, this is probably grossing you out, but let's face it, it's facts and it's how our body works. We need to be chewing our food. Now, I know some people will tell you, you need to chew your food a hundred times. Listen, I like to say I'm pretty good at chewing my food, but I'm probably not chewing it a hundred times. I don't know if I could really get over that texture of chewing it a hundred times, but take a moment, chew your food. If you are working in a job where you don't get much time. You're that nurse running from hospital bed to hospital bed. Instead of utilizing foods that take time to chew and digest, I would really at that point look at more of our protein shakes and things that are easier to chew, soups, things that we don't need to take too much time with and utilizing those foods for when we're busy and not the sandwiches. So if you find yourself where time is of the essence and you don't have much time, I would be really looking at protein shakes, easily digested protein shakes. This is a whole nother, that could be a whole nother episode. And then soups. Actually, I would probably put soups as my number one. I love soups and I have a lot of um, the trucking industries that I have worked with and transportation. We talk about utilizing soups. Soups are fantastic, especially homemade. Canned soups get really high in sodium and that's a whole nother issue. But if you are making homemade soups and you can make a big pot, put it in the freezer. And what I usually do is I freeze my soups in two cup containers and I will take it out in the morning, put it in a pot and I bring it to a boil and then I throw it in a coffee thermos. And as I'm running from client to client during the day, I will be drinking that soup in between my clients. So a soup is easily to digest. It stays hot in a coffee thermos and you can blend it down. So I, a lot of times, cream of broccoli is like my favorite soup. I will put it in a blender, blend it smooth and drink it between jobs. So that's where I would say, if you're finding yourself where time is of the essence, you don't have time to chew, let's look at foods like soups, or even an easy protein shake where we really don't have to take that much time chewing and it allows our body to basically easily break it down. I hope you found these tips helpful. One of my goals with this podcast has always been to make health simple, easy, and accessible. And each one of these tips from drinking your water to monitoring your food reactivity by buying a dollar journal at the dollar store or just going to bed, getting your sleep, watching how many probiotics you are taking and chewing your food. These are tips 
every single person can start by following today. And I really want your gut to be healthy because if your gut is healthy, your immune system is healthy. Our guts affect so much, including our mental health, which so many of us are struggling with now as well. So take care of your gut. It'll boost your immune system and it'll help support your mental health. So one of the things I just want to have a quick disclaimer here when I talk about mental health, and we're going to talk about it in an episode coming up soon. Food is not going to fix depression. It's not gonna fix anxiety. It's not gonna fix ADHD. It will make those symptoms of those things easier because a lot of times our food does affect this, especially if we're having a reaction to a food. But what we want to do is we want to give our body the overall benefit of being more optimally able to function. And this is what a good diet, what a good gut system does for us. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I will talk to you all next week. As always, don't forget to eat your effing veggies.